Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Let's just get right into it this episode because we're talking about the week that we had last week and I'm speaking on a collective front. Time was so weird this past week and I know the collective was feeling feeling things pretty intensely um, across the board, whether it was career, emotions, a lot of people were having really emotionally intense weeks, a lot of spiritual advancements, a lot of different um, kinds of tests that people were going through. And I just want to talk about why that happened and kind of what's going on when we can expect to see a sort of um, shift, um, things kind of calming down. So we're just going to get right into it. So I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're feeling better. The energies are, are, are teetering out from my understanding and fr- from what I've been feeling personally a couple of notes that I took um, before pulling cards on the energies from this past week were what's been going on with time and why have things been going so intensely for the collective. The first immediate thing I knew was that we're jumping in between timelines, kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, we're having huge shifts in the divine masculine collective, largely in part due to the shifts that the divine feminines are making with their inner masculine energies that are assisting both the unawakened masculines and the masculines who have been awakened, but who are now taking their, um, awakening journey, their self-healing journey to a very deep level. Like I have, Ooh, I got big chills when I said that (laughs) congratulations, divine masculines. That's really beautiful and incredible. And we're going to talk about that because the cards I ended up pulling for the collective are actually very um, affirming to to the notes I had taken. And then the other thing that I ended up checking was the Schumann's resonance. And it was kind of quiet throughout the week. There were a couple of flashes. Um, but the last three days, the 19th, 20th, and 21st of May, as we entered Gemini season we have had some pretty cool and large solar flares. And if you're unfamiliar with what solar flares are, it's essentially whenever the energy from the sun sends an activation throughout our solar system and the earth is greatly affected by it, it's extremely positive. And because of these solar flares, we can experience a lot of alchemical upgrades. So this will be upgrades to your energy, to your kundalini energy specifically you'll feel it rise you might even feel like you're getting sick like a little cold having congestion things like that it's very very normal and um, my intuitive kind of understanding of why we are experiencing um, solar flares these last three days is because we have left Taurus season and have just entered Gemini season I'm not exactly sure what this Gemini season is bringing however I do know that Um, the energy of Gemini season is actually going to be quite different than from what it was last year. Also, don't mind my, um, my speech today. Mercury is still retrograding. Um, and, uh, I'm just 
don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, so I know that this energy with uh, the sun having entered Gemini and actually as of today, both uh, the sun and Mercury are at zero degrees of Gemini. So they're having a pretty cool conversation and they're squaring off to the moon and Saturn. So um, we'll kind of talk about that as well. There's a lot going on, but basically that's like the long and the short of it. So if you just wanted a quick answer, we're jumping timelines, um, lots of shifts in the divine masculine energy, both the inner masculine and the outer masculine, which is literally like the correlation to physical reality timelines and as well the solar flares that are impacting us for this new energy of Gemini season. So let's get into some details if you're interested. Let's talk about timelines. So there's two ways to understand how time works here in the earth plane. So the earth plane is collectively moving through, like the entire planet is moving through the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is not a physical dimension. So I really recommend you go back and listen to my dimensions episode to understand this conversation. So like pause here, go listen to that, come back. I promise you it will help you understand a lot more clearly because I don't want to repeat myself too much. We've got a lot to cover. Literally, I was laying in bed scrolling TikToks and Spirit was like, you need to go and talk about this. Like the energy is now. <laughs> so we're talking about it. So the the fourth dimension is all an equation for time as it relates to the earth plane, which is the third dimension we are moving out of. We entered the fourth dimension um, back in 2012. It's been Oh my God, that's 10 years. Oh, that just humbled me so quickly. <laughs> um, back in 2012, we started our, our movement through that dimension of space as a planet. And that's why things like the Mandela effect have been occurring and very weird things in the Mandela effect, like the Snow White mirror mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all, apparently does not exist in the timeline that we are in or one of the timelines that we passed through. Alice in Wonderland, apparently it's not, um, we're all mad here, it's it's mad here, which is like, those kinds of things are the effects of timeline shifting, and some people refer to this as quantum leaping, however, quantum leaping is actually something that you do working with the sixth dimension, so slight technicality, again, we're always talking about these technicalities, <laughs> Um, we can talk about that in a future episode though, but we've been moving through the fourth dimension and the fourth dimension is the equation for linear time in our physical world. So that means that just because we are eternal beings, we are souls living in the physical body does not mean we can just jump forward to a different, um, time in our life. We have to work through time in a linear way. We have to move through space in a linear time equation in this world and that is different from other planetary systems that don't necessarily operate the same way and this is actually a phenomenon of space time and time space so space time is what we experience here on earth it's linear our space moves as we go through time or it evolves as we go through time and in the higher dimensions known as quantum time, um, 
our space is not determined by the time we have to take to get there. We choose a time and that will dictate our space. So it's a little bit different. I go on to explain this a lot more um, in depth and more clearly in the masterclass that I hosted and I'll be um, posting the replay for purchase without the resources for those of you who are interested in a couple of weeks. I just want to edit it a little bit um, so that it's nice and like clear and crisp audio for you guys. Um, but that's what's been going on in terms of time. So we've been having a lot of timeline shifts. Now, these timeline shifts are redirecting the collective course of humanity. And from what I'm understanding, we're just kind of hopping back and forth in between really positive timelines. This is not like a um, too much of a polarity stricken thing. That's not what I'm picking up on at all. It's actually just we're moving at very, very high speed. But a part of the collective is um, their focus is misdirected. I don't say that as in like they have the wrong focus. It's just not on like ascension things. It's more on what's going on in like pop culture, which is okay to follow. I'm just saying like there is a, a, is a group of, of consciousness that is very focused on those earthly matters. And then there is a... Um, group of the collective consciousness that is very focused on the ascension and from how the divine is showing it in my eyes right now or my third eye not my eyes but in my third eye how I'm seeing it with my eyes is um, the collective consciousness that is directed and focused upon the great awakening is actually larger um, than the collective who is like misdirected in their focus and again it's not like a right or a wrong it's just That's the terminology that's coming through. Like I said, it's Mercury retrograde. Please bear with me. I'm trying to find my words. I also have Mercury near a Scorpio placement (laughs) in my birth chart. It's pretty strong. It's not in Scorpio, but it's tight to a Scorpio placement. And whoo, man, that Scorpio eclipse just freaking knocked my Mercury on its socks. So I I don't think that's an expression, but it is what it is. So... That's kind of what's going on in terms of time. Now, what those timelines are, I just saw 111. Wow, I came to pause the recording really quickly because I need water and it was at 10-11-111, which is all about new beginnings and new timelines. And I'm taking the three ones as three different timelines that we've been kind of switching back and forth between. And like I said, I don't have any predictions of what that is which is actually not exactly the truth because I had channeled um, predictions for 2022 and I shared them in my Patreon on New Year's Eve. So let me just see quarter two, May. Oh, of course, I didn't write any notes. I just wrote down the points and channeled it. God damn it. Okay, I'm going to take a quick pause here. It's not going to sound like a pause to you, but I'm going to take a quick pause and see what I have from the chart that I have in my predictions and see, I just saw another 111 and then 1111. Holy heck, guys. Okay, so from what I'm gathering from the very minimal written notes that I have from my perfections is this Scorpio eclipse, this lunar eclipse that we had, which... By the way, sign up for my moon news email. It goes out two to three times a month. You get all the details and the journal prompts about how these transits affect you, what to do with them, all those kinds of good tips, information, things like that if you like it. 
Um, and I'm looking at the chart here that I had and I'm, I noticed immediately that um, Gemini is occupying the fifth house during the peak of that lunar eclipse. And the moon and south node were conjunct at about a three degree difference um, in the 10th house, which is all about career and public reputation, the 10th house, and the 5th house is all about self-expression. And this actually goes so, so, so in line with some of the cards that I pulled. So we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, but what I'm seeing here, Gemini is the sign of the twins. Um, and that is you know, representative of the divine feminine, the divine masculine, yin and yang, the balance of polarities. And when it comes to self-expression, what I'm seeing here is that this lunar eclipse really, they're showing me a volcano, really erupted this almost like screaming urgency to balance our energies within ourselves individually, which then obviously um, gets reflected collectively. And um, as I said at the beginning, there is a huge emphasis on the divine masculine collective. Why? I'm assuming is because Jupiter has entered Aries and Jupiter is the masculine sign as is Aries and Aries is the first zodiac. It's all about the new beginnings, taking leaps of faith, things like that. And Jupiter during this lunar eclipse was meeting Chiron, who was conjunct to Venus. Chiron is the trauma center. Venus is sensuality and finances and love uh, and the divine feminine aspect. And that's kind of creating this like understanding, this deep mental awareness because Aries is a very mental fire sign. Um, and there's, I'm seeing like a lot of awareness coming in of like, I'm kind of hearing it from the Divine Masculine Collective of like how fucked up things have been and like where they really like, I have chills, oh my God. And I'm seeing 2020 um, on the clock, which is having significance for a few things and I just saw a bunch of sparks so wow oh my god and I have chills this is intense you guys this is why spirit was like get up and record like enough with your mindless scrolling mads come on so and it's not to say that you guys are fucked up or we're fucked up as a collect I mean I'm gonna argue that humans are a little bit fucked up but that's why the star seeds are here that's why we're here <laughs> we're here to help um and being fucked up isn't a bad thing we just need to become aware of it acknowledge it and then heal that shit man so in these aspects with Jupiter Chiron and Venus in Aries with all of these being in the second house during the transit, which has a lot to do with self-worth. We're seeing a lot of this energy of the masculine, both divine masculines, but also divine feminines, your inner masculine as well, realizing where there's this disconnect and where you need to heal your wounded masculine because divine feminines, you've absolutely been feeling it affecting your feminine energy. Um, when one of the energies is off, both of the energies are off because they need to work in harmonious cooperation with each other. Now, the other thing that I'm seeing here in the chart for the eclipse, and it's so interesting how these things come after the fact, like I'm looking at the exact same chart that I channeled for the email, but this, this information must not have necessarily been um, to be heard um, up until almost a week later at this point. So I, I think that that's quite interesting. But during this transit, we also had Mars and Neptune at a near exact conjunction, one degree apart in Pisces of the second house. 
And Pisces is all about spirituality um, and illusions. And that's what Neptune also represents. Neptune is um, the, the natal sign of Pisces. And Mars being here makes it quite muted. And so the masculine energy, Mars here, is meeting up with Neptune, which is the feminine um, or one of the feminine planets, and is really acknowledging where they've been acting out of illusion. And I'm seeing 222 two, two right now. So this is all kind of coming together and it's really illuminating where in the authentic self-expression, the masculine and feminine energies in the collective have been imbalanced um, within the individual consciousness, which therefore, of course, um, is affected in the collective. Um, I'm going to get to the numbers thing in a moment, seeing 2020, because this is actually very thematic to what we've been experiencing um, for the last couple of years. But with the moon conjunct um, three degrees to the south node in Scorpio during its lunar eclipse in the 10th house, which is all about career, but I'm seeing it more as public reputation, which is one of its um, kind of ruling areas. Divine masculines, quite a bit more than the feminines, are very, very concerned um, about their public reputation, about how they're perceived by the public, how they're perceived of um, or by people around them. And there was this cataclysmic um, energy that kind of took place and has been taking place over the last several days, which is why everyone was feeling such intensity this past week. Um, because these the moon, which is intuition, but also emotional illusion with the south node, karmic debts, um, is coming in here and really saying like, holy fuck, I've been acting like this because all of these unresolved issues from my past, all of these, whether it be traumas or karmic cycles or um, even past life debts very strongly coming through here, even if they're not consci consciously recognized as so. And that's kind of all playing in together. And on a societal level, I mean, we've got a T-square, which is a, a red triangle when you look at your circular astrological charts or transit charts. Um, and this is between the sun during this transit, the lunar nodes, and the moon. Oh my God, to like literally exact degrees, plus or minus like one or two degrees. And so we're seeing this really take impact on a collective level with Saturn in Aquarius. So all this to say that there is a lot shifting within our masculine energy as a collective, the inner masculine for the feminines and the entire divine masculine collective in, in the planet, on the planet, whatever makes the most sense linguistically. <laughs> Um, so what I'm seeing here with the cards as it pertains to um, the, this awakening of energy um, within the masculines, this reconnection of them to the feminine and the feminines reconnecting more deeply to their masculine. I, I pulled some tarot. I don't really use tarot anymore. I, there came a point where I just like I stopped using cards because sometimes you just don't need them, but I wanted to be extremely accurate um, for this reading since all of you are listening to it. So the first, the first row of cards out when I asked the question of like, why has time been so weird? And we'll go on to like the emotional rebalancing um, in the next part. 
Um, but why time has been so weird, we have the death card, which is not literal death. It's the ego death, transformation, rebirth. So don't stress. Don't let your ego freak out. It's okay. We are safe. We have the eight of cups in the reverse, the five of cups in the reverse, the king of pentacles in the reverse, and the ten of wands in the reverse. Now, a lot of people don't read reversals. That is literally not the way you want to read tarot. They have extremely different meanings when they're in the reverse, and reversals are not necessarily a negative thing. So then we have clarifiers um, in the same kind of direction. We've got the page of pentacles in the reverse, the tower in the reverse, the ten of pentacles upright, the two of cups upright, and the ace of cups upright. So all of these energies from what I'm seeing here, specifically with the death card and the page of pentacles, we're really seeing this huge ego death taking place in the merging of the masculine with the feminine. The page is, um, in my understanding, a male energy it's depicted as a male in the traditional tarot but earth represents the feminine and so there's this merging and the way that i'm understanding it when i'm viewing this card is that the masculines have found their inner feminine and this is really really beautiful also i will get to the 2020 thing in a little bit i need to take a note before i forget the 2020 to 2022 energy I'm, there's apparently a sequence in which I am channeling all of this. Um, so there is this huge ego death taking place, especially in the Divine Masculine Collective. I'm not exactly sure what it is, why the masculines are being so impacted right now. I feel like that will come through with the numerology in a few moments. But with the Eight of Cups in the reverse and the Tower in the reverse, the Eight of Cups in the reverse is about not walking away from things, like neglecting the pursuit of your wish fulfillment, restricting yourself. And the Tower in the reverse is avoiding this disaster, trying to avoid this ego death. The Divine Masculine Collective, um, because they rule the lower chakras, the Divine Masculine, they can more easily be caught up in ego-based thinking and ego routines and it's not all of them that go through this but a lot of them do and divine feminines this will also relate to your inner masculine as well so divine masculines have been really avoiding walking away from things that they have been feeling pressed upon they've been trying to avoid this disaster now it's they don't have a choice now and you'll see why in the next question that I'm going to ask, but let's get through this part. But there is no choice now. I mean, there's always choice, there is free will, but the cycle will continue to repeat itself. And the masculine is getting very fucking fed up with repeating their cycles. Again, the inner and the outer masculine. So with the five of cups here in the reverse and the ten of pentacles, the five of cups is about releasing your grief. And so <laughs> I'm going to read these last um, three cards with the clarifiers together. The Five of Cups in the reverse, the King of Pentacles in the reverse, the Ten of Wands in the reverse. Clarified by the Ten of Pentacles upright, the Two of Cups upright, and the Ace of Cups upright. There is what is transpiring in the inner masculine is this release of grief, this release of sorrow, this release of desperation. And as they are doing so, they are seeing benefits in their physical reality or the desire to have change in their physical reality. It might not be seen yet, but I'm hearing the foundation for those of you who have not seen it is being built. With the King of 
pentacles in the reverse though and the ten of wands in the reverse how i'm seeing this especially with the clarifying cards is that the divine masculine collective is at a point where they don't give a fuck about what's gonna crumble at this point because they're so tired of carrying the burden the king of pentacles in the reverse is someone who is extremely unstable um, whose resources have not been well spent um, and this is showing up in the material plane the material world but with the ten of wands in the reverse next to it and the five of cups in the reverse next to it creating like this sandwich energy with it it's almost like the divine masculine is releasing its grief for its circumstances and allowing itself to go through this ego death this huge transformative process on an emotional level by reconnecting to his feminine so that he can release the burdens here and of course this is an inner reconnection so for those of you who are twin flames especially divine feminines who are twin flames <laughs> it's all about the inner journey i tell twin flames this all the time it's about the inner journey it's not about your counterpart your counterpart is your soul in another body simultaneously experiencing the earth as you do it's about the inner connection. So with the two of cups here and the ace of cups, however, which also do not always signify relationships, let's just clear that out of the way because I know everyone on TikTok seems to think that all these cards have to do with love and relationships. <laughs> no shade, no shade. <laughs> We're going to do a myth busting episode soon. But with the two of cups here and the ace of cups, this is really about the feminine and the masculine merging together and the masculine energy, both inner and outer, choosing to give love to themselves and to begin choosing what is best for them. I know that personally in my own masculine energy, I've really made a huge commitment or a recommitment to myself. And this has been one of the biggest themes I've been seeing in the collective and there's been a lot of themes about self-worth in the collective from those of you that I've spoken to in DMs for my clients. Everyone is dealing with the same um, wounds right now of self-worth, of self-trust, trusting in the universe, trusting in the process. And there's just more numbers coming in here. The number 232 might be relevant for some of you. You can look that up online. Okay, so now let's get into the second question. So the second question that I asked was, why was the collective feeling things so intensely? Why did things seem so maybe turbulent or just intense? Like I put a poll up. I don't even remember what day it was because I'm still so lost in time. <laughs> but I put a poll up the other day. Was it yesterday? I think it might have been yesterday or the day before, but all week people felt like it was Friday or Saturday. It was really, really strange. I put a poll up and had originally asked that like leaders of their own collectives respond to it, but I actually ended up having leaders and collective members from all over answer and I it, it was actually perfect the way that worked out. The divine knew what the collective needed to hear and everyone was feeling that way and after I posted the poll results I was just watching stories on Instagram and even people that are not so involved in the collective but maybe like follow my page and things like that were even saying that they thought it was Saturday on Friday 
And it was just so, so weird. People thought it was Saturday on Wednesday or Friday on Tuesday. Like it was so weird. And in this time, there was a lot of intense energies. People were feeling very overwhelmed. People were feeling really energetic, but not in like a energized kind of way, but like the movement of much energy. And so what I I received here from the cards were judgment upright, king of wands upright, ten of swords upright, page of swords upright, five of pentacles upright, and then the bottom of the deck for both of these questions was the eight of pentacles in the reverse. So a lot of pentacles coming up um, and and wand energy coming up. There's been um, quite a bit of that. So judgment here is the awakening. This is um, like a judgment judgment day I guess is not maybe the right word but um, judgment is all about awakening being sung awake from your deep slumber and with the king of wands that came out right after it they came out like literally like one shot after the other I always view the king of wands as the spiritual masculine because the queen of wands is the spiritual feminine she's like tapped in and fully integrated and so I view the king of wands the same way and This is really like, I keep getting these massive chills, you guys, this massive awakening of the divine masculine collective. It's extremely beautiful. Now with the 10 of swords upright in the center of this spread, um, the 10 of swords is about betrayal, backstabbing, feeling defeated. Um, And it also depicts a dying man. And so the way that I'm understanding this is People are really, especially with Scorpio South Node conjunct a lunar eclipse moon, it's a doozy. People are really understanding in the collective where they've been wronged on a very higher level. This is not like an ego-based thing where it's like, well, you said this and blah, blah, blah. It's like karmic level. Like it is like this happened because of this karma people are coming into awareness of the karma that they have served and what their karma tried to maybe hinder them from maybe um block them from resolving because that's how these karmic lessons come about and how i'm understanding this with the the masculine is really this feeling of defeat but after it this this like massive awareness because we have the page of swords which is like this younger version of the self typically is referred to as like the inner child feeling very very clear on what has been going on but we also have the five of pentacles ending this spread and this is like feeling lonely abandoned left out in the cold and actually could um attribute to different uh, cold symptoms like kundalini symptoms which we can do an episode about as well um i'm feeling like a very somber it's not even like i'm sure there is sadness in the divine masculine collective but it feels more of like oh i just saw 444 and four is the masculine number it's also about protection um It's more somber energy, which is like, I've known this all along, but I am finally accepting it. And that's where I want to cry. That's like where I get that emotional uh, reaction. It's really, it's this feeling of 
I am here. I am in this moment. I am experiencing this emotional defeat, but I saw it coming. I knew it was going to get to this point. I am accepting that I am at this point, but I am exhausted. I am tired and my inner child is very sad. That is how I'm seeing this. There is going to be a lot of collective themes of healing abandonment issues, of healing rejection issues, of feeling, of healing or feeling, you're going to have to feel through, feel your way through it for sure, of healing um, self-worth issues and wounds. I say issues synonymous with wounds. Please don't think I'm disrespecting you. I'm not. Those are things I've had to heal as well too. It's part of the human experience. But there's this emphasis, um, oh, and for some of you, financial issues as well. Pay attention to your root sacral and solar chakras um, these coming days. It's going to be very, very important for you all, for the entire collective, really. It doesn't really matter where you're at in your journey. You're going to need to tend to your lower chakras and really integrate your higher chakras, feminine and masculine. But there is also this, this urge, this reminder that you be compassionate and patient and graceful with yourself. The parts of you that are hurting are your inner child. Different ages from your past. I just saw 44 again, 644, which is about overcoming ego and um, really creating like a balanced foundation for yourself. It's important that you don't rush your healing. The, the part of you that hurts, the part of you that is in pain is a younger version of you that is recognizing all the wrongs that have been done maybe all the ways you've wronged yourself even by putting other people before you um, by sacrificing yourself in some way because you didn't feel worthy because you feared rejection because you were scared to be abandoned it's important that in this healing process you tend to and love and care for yourself and connect with your inner child i do offer a free inner child meditation um on my website they're not really like i don't publicly share them very much um unless you're in my moon news group um just because i'm taking a break from creating meditations for the public but i will link it below it's entirely free it's very important that you reconnect with your inner child and you nurture them and you care for them and you become the adult the guardian the friend the parent that they needed when these wounds originally incited because you don't fear abandonment because you were never abandoned you fear abandonment because at one point you were abandoned i'm seeing 242 now so this might have been an emotional abandonment or rejection um, it might have been physical, it might have been financial, it might have been professional. You have to dig into this um, to heal this. But this is what is coming up. That's why there is so much intensity. It has a lot to do with self-worth, fears of betrayal, fears of being backstabbed, or the reality of coming to terms with the fact that um, I'm even hearing for some that you turned your back to the very thing that you desired, that you wanted. You you're turned your back on yourself. Um, is also coming through. Take these messages as it resonates. I'm reading for the collective here. Not all of them are going to apply to you. And it's important that you you face yourself now and you face yourself with loving 
arms and open arms and a loving heart and really allow yourself to take the time to accept what is going on and now choose not to run from it anymore. I will share this time and time again. The more that you run from your inner wounds, the more the cycles that you dislike and that hurt you will perpetuate in your external environment until you learn the lesson, until you complete it. This is the law of karma. Go back, listen to the karma episode, the 12 laws of karma. They are there. Now, for the overall energies, the theme for both of these questions, we have the eight of pentacles in the reverse and the eight of pentacles in the reverse is about not putting work into something, typically speaking, um, and, and how I'm understanding it with the collective in the divine masculine energy, inner and outer, is that there is this recognition that I saw 1010, 10, which is completion, a completion of a cycle and the, the slow beginning of a new one. There, there's this recognition of where you've not been putting in the work, quite frankly, and this will apply to everyone on some level. Could be small, could be big, could be somewhere in between. But there's this recognition of where you've been lacking putting in effort to rectify something that you are unhappy about in your life, and it's time to face that. So that's the the card reading for all of this, and I want to talk a little bit about um, the numerology now. And then we'll get into some some tips here on how to kind of navigate this energy and when we can kind of see the um, relief <laughs> of of this intensity. I just saw one 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 again. Oh my god! So with the numerology of twenty twenty that came up, this is going to relate more specifically to collective guides. It doesn't mean that if you're not a collective guide that you're, you can't apply this to you, but this is how I'm understanding it, especially if you're a divine feminine. In 2019, that's when the divine feminine leader collective had a massive breakthrough in their awakening and really started their process of alchemizing their energy, waking up their kundalini or completing their kundalini and getting into purpose. A lot of divine feminines by the time 2020 completed itself were already living in purpose and have for the last two years been going through um, consistent upgrades in their dimension of consciousness, in their conscious awareness, in their connection to source spirit, their higher self, and they just keep up leveling. In 2020 is when the Divine Masculine Leader Collective started awakening. And this has been a little bit more um, slow burning, which is expected with the masculines, and it's no shade to the masculines. You guys are the rulers of the earth realm. The feminines are the rulers of the spirit realm. So where we excel in the spirit side, we have to face a bit of struggle in the, you know, physical world and vice versa so when it comes to this awakening process it does take a little bit longer for the divine masculines to ascend through once they really get some momentum going it actually becomes quite a bit easier for them um but it's a give and take in the polarities right so in 2020 this is when the divine masculines really started awakening especially those who are meant to have a leadership role, a collective role, a global impact on humanity. 
again, you should have come to my masterclass and you're going to want to buy the, um, the replay because I talk about how to determine where your life's impact is going to be. If the majority of your planets are in um, the top half of your chart, um, so houses 7 through 9 or 10 through 12, you're either going to have a large community impact or a global impact. And so this is a really good way to determine if you are on a soulful level been designed to be a leader in the collective. Um, again, it doesn't mean that you can't be a leader if you don't have that. It just means that you're going to see the greatest impact as a leader in these areas if you have most of your planets from either the 7th to ninth house or the 10th to 12th house. Again, when the Masterclass replay is up for purchase, you can get all the details in it. If you were there, you know, you got it. So the collective of masculines who have been awakening from 2020 onward are hitting um, a precipice. I don't even know what that word means. I hate when that happens when I'm channeling and spirit says this random word. Um, I'm going to look it up right now. Press. How do you even spell that? Precipice. Precipice. Oh, I spelled that very wrong. Oh, this makes so much sense with the Aries energy. It's a very steep rock face or cliff, a very tall one. Okay, so the Fool card in astrology, which is one of the cards, the first card that represents Aries, it represents the beginning of the Zodiac, is actually um, this younger man who is traveling along this path and he is at the edge of a cliff and he's being asked to jump. So this actually makes a lot of sense. The masculines for the last couple of years, the last, yeah, like two years, wow, um, have really been slowly awakening and they're now being asked to jump and take a leap of faith as they jump into their full inner feminine energy and fully reconnect themselves back to the divine, back to their higher selves, back to their souls in its entirety. And so this is kind of the, the integration of the feminine and the masculine collectively, especially for leaders um, in the collective. And of course, um, if you're not a leader and this applies, then maybe you are a leader and you just haven't stepped into purpose yet, or it's just applying to you because it's meant to with the phase of your journey right now. So that's kind of where that 2020 and 2022 energy was coming in. Let's talk a little bit about when this energy is going to calm itself down um, and when we can expect less intensity, the timelines to stop moving around on us and um, what we can expect for the next couple of weeks. So again, the number 232 is showing up. Um, that someone needs to like research that. I don't exactly know what it is. Maybe they're telling me to research that um, and get like a clear idea for you here. So let me find it. Um, but the tips going into um, the next couple of weeks, the timelines, I can see this stopping relatively we're going to settle. I don't exactly know when we're going to settle, so let me try and figure that out for you as I look at some astrology here. I'll be back in one second. It'll be like a one second stop for you, but I'm going to go take a little analysis. So realistically, it's not going to feel like it did this past week. Um, very like as impactful um, for the entire collective in terms of like the the what day it is and 
you know, where is time and all of that stuff. It's not going to feel as intense as we pass through Wednesday and Thursday of this week. And that will be when the moon is in the sign of uh, Aries, which, oh my God, all this Aries energy, that's so hilarious. Um, But when it's really going to settle down, when the intensity of the energy will settle down, will be at the new moon in Gemini. When the moon and the sun sit at the ninth degree, nine is completion, and Mars will have um, begun its transit in the early sign of Aries, or the early degrees, sorry, of Aries, meeting Jupiter at a near conjunction with a one degree difference, which is telling me, and I have big chills, where by this point, by the time this passing conjunction happens, uh, a timeline will have been decided. So maybe let's look at Thursday, May 26th and see um, where Mars is. I think Mars enters. Mars will have just entered Aries on Wednesday. So this is making a lot of sense to me. The timelines are still, we're on a, a trajectory, um, but the timelines are still um they'll be solidified by midweek and that's when we're going to stop feeling this kind of jumping around of time. I see this as very positive, guys. I'm not getting inclination that it's not. Um, It actually feels very light, um, which is really, really positive. So let's keep the collective ascension going. Now, the number 232, this is so interesting. I was talking about focus at the beginning of the reading and This is a message, 232, to stay focused on your aspirations, goals, and expectations and stay centered in your faith and trust. You are working in alignment um, with the higher energies of love and unity, and they are helping to guide you through your next life steps and actions. Maintain diplomatic, harmonious, and caring attitudes towards others, and you will find that all you need will fall into place for you in the divine right time. It's also a message to ask for guidance from the divine whenever you feel you need it. So that is very synchronistic. Uh, The focus really needing to be on ascension and things like that, um, of that nature, reconnecting to the soul. I just saw 242. Do we need to like look that up too? 242 from my understanding, if three is all about like your intentions, which is the feminine energy and like keeping yourself focused, four is about like really implementing that action so they kind of go hand in hand um and then yeah tips for um the collective so i'm going to split this up into leaders and into collective members because um i have like a pretty i have a decent amount of leaders who are also listening to the podcast and i want to give resources for that so before i even started recording i was asking spirit what the advice for leaders was specifically I just saw 322, so leaders, you might want to look at 322 or 323 numerology, angel number. Um, But the advice for the leaders in the collective is um, take a step back. And it's not take a step back as in like stop serving your collective, stop showing up. It's to really pour into your energy, to nourish yourself, to um, rest a lot. I just saw 343, so a lot of these three combinations for our leaders. It's really important that... For the next like nine days, again, that nine coming up, the completion, um, that you really allow yourself the time, the space, the energy, the rejuvenation and the replenishment of your energy because 
things are going to be picking up in the collective this summer and you need to be prepared to serve your collective. You need to be prepared for expansive growth. You need to be prepared to take the next step in your evolution as someone who provides service to the collective. And to do so, you are going to need to be well rested because right now you are activating new levels of DNA. You are going through a alchemical um, upgrade you are shifting energies within yourself you are upgrading crystalline dna within your being you need to allow yourself time to rest and integrate these energies it's why you're feeling tired it's why you need more rest it's why you're not posting as much it's why you know the the menial tasks in business are feeling maybe a little bit more um heavy it's it's because of that so just keep that in mind and really um Pay attention to where your energy is. I just saw four, five, six. So you're on the right path, but you need to really build your inner foundation with your energy before you can go through this massive change and be prepared to receive the benefits in your collective, with your collective, um, you know, in, in the summertime leading up into the fall. So especially leading up, up into the Lionsgate portal on 8-8. So keep that in mind. As for the collective... You are also going through upgrades, but the focus for you is slightly different. It's more so, yes, rest and rejuvenation might be a part of it, but you are being more so pushed or encouraged to go do your shadow work. Um, so where the leaders are just being asked to kind of like rest and allow everything to come up. Obviously, leaders, if you need to do shadow work, don't ignore your shadow work. But I'm seeing it more in the collective where... Um, collective members are going to be going through a really big purging process as where leaders may have already experienced this. Typically, that's why they're in the leader positions. They've gone through these things before the collective goes through them. So if you're a collective member, you're not yet in a leadership role or you're not meant to have any sort of like leadership role. It's not what you desire. You're really being called to go into shadow work and to actually create new belief systems for yourself so that you can get in line. I just saw 622, so that will be relevant for you guys. Um, to really get in line with what it is that your soul craves, what it is that your soul desires. For those of you in the collective who did my masterclass workshop, um, last weekend, I really, really, really recommend that you go and you do the star seed meditation that I sent to you. It will be very helpful during this time. But for the rest of the collective members, I'm seeing a lot of journaling, a lot of meditation, and honestly, a lot of trying new things um, to understand who you are. Go out, go rollerblading, go bike riding, go painting, go do pottery, go to a concert do something that is out of your comfort zone get to know yourself in that way as well don't just focus on the shadow work you need to balance um so so do so in equal measure do the shadow work figure out what you're getting rid of and then go into new experiences and figure out who you are that's what this time is for you it's for you to really embody your truest energy but to do that you need to figure out what your truest energy is so you're being encouraged to go and align yourself to that i'm also seeing the number 2121 for you as well Whew, you guys, this is a long episode. I'm just realizing <laughs> like we're coming up literally like almost a, a few minutes shy of an hour. Um, I'm not going to edit this episode. So as you are hearing it is how it has been recorded other than my like start stop recording pauses so that I could channel um, or check certain things out for you. Um, I don't like editing things that I channel because I feel like 
that I, that's just not my business to do. Like the messages come out how they need to, but uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up because this is getting very long. <laughs> um, but I hope that this information has helped you and I hope that you gained something valuable from it or at least a, a deeper understanding as to what's been going on. To be quite honest with you, I have no idea what I've just talked about for the last 50 minutes. Um, the only thing I can remember from this entire episode is the tips that I just gave you and even that is starting to fleet my mind. <laughs> so the joys of channeling little um, fun fact, I guess. Maybe we should start doing like a little fun fact at the end of the episodes. Ooh, I'm going to put a poll on my Instagram. Go let me know if you like that idea. Um, but fun fact about mediums when we channel, we don't, I just saw 111 again. What the heck is going on, guys? New beginnings. We love this for the collective. Um, but whenever you channel as a medium, you don't actually retain the information. It's not our information to retain. Now, specifically when it comes to uh, the collective or individuals, there's things like information that I've learned, wisdom that I've learned. That obviously, I can remember because it's more like education rather than um, like sharing a message. But the messages I receive, I never remember them, which is why I record them. I'll either write them down or I'll record them in files and things like that because like it's gone now it's just like it's like it's not my business I don't get to hold on to it so if ever you have seen me for a reading also the number 5115 might be relevant for someone um I just got big chills so whoever it's for big emphasis on that number you'll know if it's for you you'll feel inclined to search it also the number 212 what is going on spirit was not kidding oh my god 212 is huge I saw it like it's mirroring oh my god that's so weird Anyway, um, yeah, so if ever you've gotten a reading from me and you've been like, yeah, I remember when you said this, usually I'm honest and I'll say, no, I don't, or I'll just like avoid that part of it. I'll be like, that's so great. I'm so glad to hear that. I have no recollection, not a fucking clue, no idea, like does not exist in my brain because it's not my information. It's your soul's information for you. So a little fun fact of the day about mediumship. Um, I'm wrapping it up here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me be a medium for you to receive spiritual guidance and divine wisdom from. And I will see you in the next episode where we talk about, I don't know what, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. It'll be divinely led and keep up on my Instagram with me. So you actually know what I'm going to be talking about. You know, when I'm posting, you get to keep up to date with all the cool information and make sure you sign up at the link in my description box um, to sign up for moon news because we've got a new moon on May 30th, the new moon in Gemini. I already just peeked at the chart. There's a lot going on for it. You're going to want to stay tuned for it. You're going to want to get the journal prompts for it. So it's free. Just sign up. <laughs> Trust me. You'll thank me later. Okay. I will see you guys next Monday. Go be your divine self. I love you.